Produced by women, about women. Powerful Women Let's Talk is a series of interviews with women who are trailblazers and have helped shape our world, transforming who we are and how we live. Hello, everyone. Time for Powerful Women. Let's talk. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Jennifer Moss. It is a pleasure to bring you today's powerful woman, Lisa Oliver King. She's the founder and executive director of Our Kitchen Table, a grassroots nonprofit organization serving Grand Rapids. Our Kitchen Table, or OKT for short, promotes social justice while empowering our neighbors to improve their health and environment through information, community, organizing, and advocacy. Lisa is also a newly elected Kent County Commissioner representing Kent County's 15th District. She's also an active member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Theta Chi Omega Chapter, and serves on the City of Grand Rapids Urban Agriculture Committee. Lisa Oliver King, we welcome you. Actually, we welcome you back to Powerful Women. Let's talk. Thank you, Jennifer. It is a pleasure to have you. Again, a, a newly elected Kent County Commissioner, we had you on, you were actually one of my first guests mm-hmm. on Powerful Women when we were just doing the radio podcast. And of course, <laughs> now we are, uh, we've moved it to video. So we wanted to have you back because a lot has happened in the last couple of years. We've been doing this mm-hmm. now, I think, what, uh, three years or so. Um, so we've taken it to the video format. For starters, you are the Kent County Commissioner in the 15th District, recently taking the oath of office at the start of the new year. Congratulations on that. Thank you again. So we're going to start with the politics. We'll talk about OKC, our kitchen table, in just a moment. But tell me what prompted you to decide to run for office as a commissioner? Ah, that's that's a loaded question for me. <laughs> Many things um, prompted me to do this. First, I was asked. It was an opportunity. I'm an empty nester. I have small children. Um, my husband was okay with it. Um, through the work that I've done with our kitchen table, um, I wanted to demonstrate that when we talk to people, step up and serve. Let me be an example of that. I wanted to be an example to my daughters that women, particularly women of color, we get involved. We do. And cultivating all of those things together, I said, hey, this is a good time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. And and your I won my ring. election. <laughs> Congratulations again. So how does that kind of merge with our kitchen table's mission and goals? Because they kind of do a line of advocacy mm-hmm. and community. Tell me about that. Like I said, um, one of the uh, reasons that I ran was to be an example. Practice what I preach in terms of what we do in our kitchen table, which is get involved, understand government, make sure that we're acting not only in our individual interests, but in our collective interests. And so running for county commissioner, to me, set the tone for, yes, get involved, know what's happening, understand the resources that are available to us, understand that our vote matters, understand that we need to work as a collective. And so the participants in our kitchen table can now call me um, Lisa, um, but County Commissioner OK. And um, we're going to learn what we're going to learn, and we're going to make a difference moving to the next level. And creating that voice, just like you did with OKT, Mm -hmm. having a voice in the community Mm -hmm. as well, I would imagine. So let's talk about our kitchen table, OKT, as we said for short. You started this in 2003, and to me, that means my math is adding up that this is 20 years for you. That's right. Congratulations That's right. on that I, as well. I am amazed at how much we've evolved in all the work that we've done uh, in the Grand Rapids community and beyond the Grand Rapids community. I think um, our kitchen table has 
build credibility where uh, we make a difference as it relates to quality of life issues. And I work with um, wonderful women and, and some men too, but wonderful um, women, particularly women of color, to move our agenda and improve the landscape, uh, particularly the food landscape mm-hmm. uh, that we work in and um, understanding on the work that we do and, and how do we do it better and how do we gain more ground. And, and when we talk about our kitchen table, for those who may not understand or know exactly what it is that you do, what is your grassroots philosophy? What are you doing when you say and in, in you're, you're inspiring other women to, to have a voice in the community, but also it's sustainable, it's, it's about food, it's about equity? Mm-hmm. Tell me the baseline uh, purpose uh, of OKT. I should be better at my elevator speech, which I am <laughs> not good. But um, our kitchen table, we help families to learn and grow their own food. Um, but more importantly than growing their own food, to um, look at their neighborhoods, look at the city, look at the state, look beyond that, and really understand how is that working in our best interest, again, individually as well as collectively. So through planting a seed to grow a tomato, that lends itself to looking at what does the green environment look like around us, what does the food landscape look mm-hmm. like that for that's available to us, whether we're talking um, through um, charitable or um, free access or going to retail, going to the grocery store. What's our availability and our access um, in terms of being able to do meal planning and meal preparation and um, making a difference, eating good, nutritious food? We have a wonderful registered uh, dietitian that works with us, uh, Tracy Booth, who runs um, Lifestyle. Um, nutrition and she has been teaching us how to read food labels understanding mm-hmm. ingredients um, she was so instrumental in understanding food um, through the lens of COVID you know what mm-hmm. is it that we can eat that would build up our immune system um, um, understanding uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering here so sorry about that but just um, understanding how we make a difference not only in our pantry, but the pantry of others. There are so many of the, our kitchen table, we normally have between 35 to maybe 43 families that we're working with throughout a year. During the time of COVID, we were working with 175 mm. families. Wow. Now, in terms of teaching them how to grow, some families only grew an herb garden, one herb, um, some families, we were actually able to um, assist them with growing outside in a raised bed. And so they grow between 175 to 225 pounds of food with the support of a food garden coach. And a collective village is what our kitchen table offers, where we grow together, we learn together, we make a collective difference, and that rolls over into understanding public policy. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, for those who are interested in how do I obtain land in the city because I want to not only grow in my yard, but I want to expand my growing, um, what is that process that we do? What is it that we need to understand? And so when we begin to look at, again, the food landscape, our own individual growing, we have to also look at public policy and how is that working in our interest. So that meant getting to know our city, county, state, and federal representatives. What's been their voting practices? Is it in our interest? Is it not in our interest? Getting to know 
our representatives and ensuring that they know them as um, community cit- as citizens, but also as members of our kitchen table. And here's the agenda that we have to push. So our kitchen table has grown in so many ways, Absolutely. not only with participants, the uh, funders that have um, supported our kitchen table, politicians that have supported our kitchen table. Not only do we do our food growing program, we also run a small time farmer's market. Farmer's markets have grown so much here on the uh, west side of the state. And we also now do an online cooking demonstration program where we have a chef and the registered dietitian, but now we have uh, more of our peer educators, our growers, demonstrating um, recipes that includes food items that have been grown in the garden, as well as looking at our, what are healthy dry goods and what are healthy juices, what are talk to uh, families about different kind of oils, um, nuts. I mean, we, we've expanded in a lot of ways. You have a vast array of things that you cover and, and in turn help the community with. And so for 20 years mm-hmm. now, you've been doing this and each year, additional growth, yes. additional recognition, additional people understanding what you do and, and how to do that, because that's important in learning how to access that land yes. so that they can expand their growing mm-hmm. opportunities, because you've had some tremendous gardens over and the not years. Not only just land and gardening, but we talk about trees, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, maple trees, beech trees, walnuts, I mean, uh, oak trees. It's just, it. the more and more that we grow and we learn, the more and more our that's included in our conversations. Absolutely. Like I said, growing a, a food garden to um, understanding the food landscape, to including trees, to what is urban wildlife. Why do we want butterflies? Why do we mm-hmm. want bees? I mean, and again, also making sure that we connect that to uh, public policy and what's going on with our local county and state government. Absolutely. And so you, what are your goals now as we hit this 20th year, this anniversary of 20 years? What are your goals? You've tackled a lot, mm-hmm. truly a lot of yeah. things over the last number of years. Any new goals that you have for this year as you ah, look ahead? New goals. Well, um, one of the things that we've been able to, to do um, through things that we've learned, we have an excellent grant writer that works with us. Mm-hmm. So making that kind of resource available to um, other small grassroots organizations that are trying to start up and learn and make their way through the community. Um, Our Kitchen Table has served as a fiduciary uh, for those organizations. Um, It's a a way of us giving back and... um, And paying it forward. Paying it forward, as well as just being able to share the bumps and the roads that we've learned over the 20 years to try and make make it easier as well as build capacity, as well as be a resource uh, to those entities that we see that um, are coming along who will make a huge difference. We look at the community like a puzzle and puzzle pieces fit Mm -hmm. together. And when there's a new puzzle piece coming along, how does it fit in to help with filling that void that um, we see here in the community? How do we compare and contrast to make sure that we're doing our work, the greater good um, for all. And um, again, moving us closer and closer to a better society that includes all that we're, we're all doing, um, not only the best we can, but better than we can. Mm-hmm. And we're looking out for each other. And um, 
we understand the strength in having a voice around making it different. So the new thing for us is um, being a fiduciary and seeing how we can help other groups. But our ultimate goal is within the next five years, we're hoping to be a think tank. Oh, wonderful. Yes. That's um, good news, yeah. We, again, can be that entity to encourage um, and strengthen others in doing great grassroots community work. Sounds like you're well on your way to doing that. And as you empower women and, and mobilize women to take control of these various issues from health issues to food issues, environmental, you've been on this journey now again for 20 years and you've got some new things going on. Are you enjoying the journey? I am. I am. I feel like I, um, how do I put it? I, I feel like I grow every day. Every day when I look in the mirror, I say to myself after I brush my teeth and um, all of that kind of stuff, what are we going to accomplish today? Who are we going to make a difference for today? How are we going to do that one individual thing that makes me happy? And how do I share that? Absolutely. So on the first go round of Powerful Women, we talked about um, barriers, you know, with all that has gone on since our first com- conversation in the pandemic, uh, the economy. Um, have you faced any new barriers that, you know, in your quest to help the community, specifically with empowering women in the community? Are there any new barriers that you might have faced over the last couple of years? Uh, I don't know if I would call them barriers. I call them more as learning curves. Mm-hmm. And we're always faced with learning curves in terms of learning new information and um, how can we be a part of and what is the difference that we make. Um, There is um, intensity in community, particularly when you look at um, law enforcement and um, community, when you look at access to basic resources that... um, are more challenging to um, obtain. When we look at uh, our kitchen table, we were fortunate that we did receive some COVID funding to help us around um, addressing the issue of food, but we also included being able to um, help support our families with issues around transportation and education. And we paid for um, tutoring services for many of our families whose children were doing schooling um, online. So you're attacking the barriers, like you said, learning curves, but also putting a stopgap in there for any barriers that you may encounter. We're attempting to do that. And uh, education it, you know, education is, is not our, what is it that I'm trying to say? It's, it's not our, our area of strength as it relates Mm -hmm. to school and all of that. But the tutoring services made such a huge difference. And it was, when I hear them talk on the news about how far behind our children are as it relates, for example, with reading, I could see it up close and personal Mm -hmm. um, with that particular grant. And we worked with Mosaic um, Mindset and it was, it was um, such a needed resource to help those um, children deal with the um, lack of in-person um, schooling that was happening mm-hmm. at that time. So that was definitely a barrier that our families were experiencing, and um, we were fortunate enough to receive funding and to recognize that these is- issues are 
intersectional. There is no, oh, I'm only dealing with food. Oh, I'm only dealing with housing. Oh, I'm only dealing with um, mm-hmm. education. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. And even though we're helping families with access and availability and growing their own food, we also recognize that we had families that um, were challenged around their housing situation. Yeah. We had families, like I said, um, dealing with the schooling. So when that funding went away in those other areas that we were able to help in, we had to figure out how do we continue to do that in some kind of way beyond referring people to um, 211. Um, and so as a collective, um, we came together and we're figuring that out. And you came up with some of your own resources mm-hmm. for the community we had directly. To. It, it, um, one of the challenges, I will say, with our kitchen table is that, for example, we are an English-only speaking organization. Um, we have not um, incorporated, for example, Spanish speaking. And that is because right now we do not have constituents that are interested in becoming a team member, not interested, but available um, to being a team member. If we can't do it 120% better, we don't do it. Mm -hmm. So we definitely make sure that we have the resources in place where we can refer others to those excellent resources that are out there in community, like again, for the Spanish-speaking community. But incorporating that into our kitchen table we need to figure out how can we do that job and not work against the resources that are already available, mm-hmm. but be value added. Kind of complement them. Yes, Absolutely. and so um, that would be an example of it's it's definitely not a barrier because we definitely get, um, I was just contacted two weeks ago from a school interested in our resources and the number one question they asked was, do you offer this also in Spanish? And I had to say no, but I was also able to offer three resources that we knew could fulfill that. Okay. Let's talk again about leadership. Has your leadership style changed at all um, with the addition of politics (laughs) in that? Uh, mm, Not with the addition of politics yet I don't mm-hmm. think and when it's I, early yet I mean yeah, you're just sworn and, in and so, so um, I'm still Lisa mm-hmm. I um, am not quite comfortable with being called commissioner yet I'm learning what does that mean mm-hmm. and that's because because I'm a new commissioner I have to earn being a commissioner it's it's nice that I, I won my race but I want my constituents I'm sure every politician would say that too I need to build credibility with my constituents that I'm a good commissioner, that I will follow through, and I will get those resources available uh, to communities. So, for example, um, the county has awarded ARPA funds to several organizations um, out in our community. I'm hoping that I can be a resource to help those um, entities be successful with the programming that they're doing, Mm -hmm. sharing what I've learned through um, our kitchen table, and looking at it, are there additional resources from the county that I can bring to um, that landscape that will help them be? Our kitchen table, I've built credibility. Mm -hmm. I've built credibility with um, wonderful women and men that I work with, wonderful constituents that I work with. Um, County Commissioner, I got to earn that. 
you know, I people wouldn't have elected you though if they didn't want you to do the job. So you know, I, I people are giving me a chance as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned, being a new commissioner, and I'm going to earn that and be a very good commissioner. Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. So favorite question I always everyone knows that I have to ask this question what makes you laugh in this day and age of so many things going on what Uh, makes you laugh this is probably gonna sound um, crazy but um, everybody has their own thing good good um, television programming so I love um, the show that just won Abbott Elementary Mm -hmm. and so I look uh, again it is it reminds me of schools that we work with it reminds me of family and um, um, teachers that we work with they have a garden at Abbott <laughs> Elementary there you go. yes it all yes, lines up it all lines up <laughs> and um, so looking for um, shows like that that I can just sit down not think about much laugh but also connects to um, what mm-hmm. I believe in has a sense of purpose mm-hmm. in addition to laughter <laughs> and so Final question for you. What motto or words do you live by kind of thing? Do you have anything that you like to share that inspires and or encourages others that maybe you use in your, your day-to-day when you, like you say, you wake up and you look in the mirror and you're like, is there a favorite quote or a mantra or something that you have for yourself? You, I wake up and, and my favorite is remembering that God is good mm-hmm. and that, you know, he's always on time. And I always um, sing to myself, he keeps on making a way. <laughs> he keeps on making a way. That's my motto. I love it. And look, I've known you all these years. I never <laughs> knew that you had that beautiful voice. I do not. I do not. It's <laughs> just showing up me. right now. <laughs> and so that's when I wake up and I'm thankful for God's blessings mm-hmm. and any challenges that I'm faced with I know he's gonna make a way absolutely absolutely (laughs) and we will end on that good word Lisa Oliver King I really enjoyed this conversation once again glad to have you back thanks for thank you thank you I enjoy talking to you Jennifer and I'm with a powerful woman so you make it easy you're very kind (laughs) this powerful woman we want to thank you all for joining us too today and we'll see you next time on powerful women let's talk I'm Jennifer Moss do enjoy your day Produced by women, about women. These powerful podcasts focus on powerful women and how their strength transforms who we are and how we live. Want to hear more powerful women Let's Talk? Get additional interviews at WGVU.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and subscribe. Powerful Women Let's Talk is produced by WGVU at the Meyer Public Broadcast Center at Grand Valley State University. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of WGVU, its underwriters, or Grand Valley State University.